Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, I talked to filmmaker Kyle Roberts to discuss Oklahoma's burgeoning movie industry and his new film, What Rhymes with Reason. I'm really excited for you guys to hear that. But before that, let's get it. By the way, this is Nate and Greg is sick. And so it's diet podcast today. Yes. It's uh, Greg is sick and Carly's on vacation. So you got me, you got Ben, you got Meg. Oh, but that's all you really that's need. That's all you <laughs> We're all given right. 150%. That's right. Today. That's right. Yeah. Or at least 100 and uh, – no, I think your math is probably right. Anyway, before that, let's get into our question of the week. We asked you, what is the best part of summer? First up, photo editor Megan Rossman. <laughs> um, well, my favorite part of summer is when it starts to get cool again towards the end <laughs> when of it's September. Over. Right. Yeah. Um, but – other than that, I like being in water. I feel like I've established this. I think I, you have. I have mentioned it many times. You are times. the mermaid of the podcast, for I, sure. Yes. Yeah. I am I am the Oklahoma <laughs> Today. Well, I think of myself <laughs> in different terms, but I like to be submerged in water Okay. as often as possible. I like this. I like this vibe from you. Mm-hmm. This is good. Okay. Are, are you looking for, um, like, are there public pools you're looking for? Are there, uh, like, a friend's pool? What? Um, I will take just about anything. Do you have a favorite pool? This my is brother, good well, my brother's pool. Okay, okay. Is yeah, usually where I am. But like, I like you know a lake or public pools are a little bit of a gamble. Um, yeah. I think they're kind of disgusting. I would rather be <laughs> in a lake than a public pool. I, I worked think. a summer at the OU pool, which is a public pool. Like anyone can go there, and it was. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite job that I ever had. <laughs> As a really little kid, we would get those plastic uh, little Walmart. Oh, um, yeah, the kiddie pools. Pool, kiddie pool, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Splash pool. My first. Did you ever cut yourself on that plastic? Uh, no. Okay. It, you, it was easy to do. Yeah, I think yeah. I, like, fell onto the hard ground a few times. Yeah. Yeah. They're not ideal. Oh, yeah. I, I was a big fan of slip and slide. I was going to say, you know oh, what was the worst yeah. was slip and slide. Well. Because it doesn't matter how careful you were, there were rocks under. <laughs> there yeah, yeah no that's there there was some damage when you went on the slip and slide <laughs> but when you were little it was fun but as you got older it became increasingly pain like yeah. the idea of like jumping through the air and throwing myself on my stomach and uh, sliding on insane. a wet tarp now yeah, I'm like, right that would probably break my ribs yeah. and or at least if you just, want a really good laugh go to youtube and look up like adults doing slip and slide yeah no it's it just there are some things that just don't work as an adult and that slip and slides are one of them i agree uh ben what's your favorite thing about summer what's the best part of summer for you i'm wondering do kids still have slip and slides i don't i I haven't seen them i hope not honestly they're the worst yeah it's the worst uh let's see my favorite thing it's um summer uh i always go back to food me and greg (laughs) um barbecuing uh cooking Mm, out that's a lot of fun yep um lots of good uh Memories made that way. Also, summer is melon season. Mm, Watermelon, cantaloupe. Uh, That's like my favorite. um, That's good. That's a good answer. I'll like mark down cantaloupe season on my calendar. (laughs) Have you ever ever grown cantaloupes? I've never grown a cantaloupe. They're pretty easy. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Really not too tough. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some success with cantaloupes in the past. I just don't have very much room, so it was like three every summer that I would get. But if you had if you had a lot of space and that's all you did, you could cantaloupe it up all summer long. Between uh, cantaloupe, watermelon, and honeydew, what what would be 
Ralph's favorite. Watermelon. 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 I yeah. can't I ever. I don't like honeydew. I think I, it's nonsense. Is honeydew the it's one the that's not one. very sweet? It's the green one, and every time you get a fruit salad, it's like full of it, oh, and you're like, yeah. what is this nonsense? Yeah, that, I wanted okay, strawberries so and blueberries, and you're giving me this green nonsense? Yeah. So then, yeah, no. Honeydew, honeydew. no thank you. Yeah. Honeydew, I'm, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cantaloupe the official is really, slogan of Oklahoma Today magazine. That's a sleeper uh, melon for me. Cantaloupe's delicious. I think I like cantaloupe. It's not really a sleeper. It's pretty popular. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad had like a half acre garden and he grew a bunch of kale. So we had kale. I'm the mm-hmm. same way. Cantaloupe is a taste of summer for me. But if I had to choose between that and watermelon, it's not even. Oh, watermelon, watermelon can wins. just be so refreshing. Oh, my gosh. Hydrate. It's really yeah. hydrating. Yeah, uh-huh. it's delicious. It's yeah. so good. I like that answer. That's good. That's my Mine favorite was... part about watermelon is just how water filled it yeah. is. It's so refreshing. As the you know what's really good? You know what I discovered the last couple of years? Uh, you know, like, have, do you guys do salt on watermelon? No, I, I never I have. Sometimes. It's really good, right? Yeah. You know what else is really good? It's tahine. Mm. I just. Yeah, no, I just started doing that, too, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I discovered the power of various things covered (laughs) in it. Not everything is good covered in tahini. No, but like dried mango. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, dried mango. That's that's my thing Mm -hmm. is I buy it at Sprouts, and I just, that is my Any kind of warm weather fruit is really good with tahini. I haven't Uh tried strawberries, but that's next. See, but my answer, Ben, was close to yours because I was going to say fresh produce. Ah, yes. I love when produce is in season. It tastes like my childhood because we ate out of a garden all summer. Do you also mark it on your calendar like me? No, well, I, because I'm a failed gardener. Uh, So like ever since COVID, I've, I haven't had a garden. I don't know why. I just can't. It's like every year kind of has conspired against me since COVID. So like in Oklahoma, the plant, the typically the planting seed, they say don't plant your garden for tax day. Mm -hmm. April 15th, it doesn't frost after that. Typically in Oklahoma is the rule. So, uh, and it just seems like, but like you've got like a good month window there to like get a good summer garden in the ground, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've done it as late as like May 20th and it's fine. But um, for whatever reason, the last several years, like that whole time of year is so unbelievably busy and packed that I, it's like all my weekends went away. And now it's too late. And so, like, I've got these beds that I built in my backyard, and I've used them once, and they're just filled with grass now, and I'm really sad about it. So um, I'm going to – 2024 is going to be my year, dang it. Um, I bet a lot of people are having uh, success in their gardens this year. I think that's the thing. That's what's making me sad this year because it's been a good year for I know it's been a good year for lawns. Yeah, it has. (laughs) A little too good for mine, honestly. It's not looking great. Um, I like these answers. I also – got to say baseball too. Baseball is another big summer thing that I'm really – always really excited about. So, mm-hmm. um, and I am going, I'm leaving on vacation in two days and I'm going to go see, uh, oh, are you... the Phillies play the Mets. <laughs> That's exciting. In Philadelphia. I know. I'm really excited about it. I so. think you should get a Philly cheesesteak too. Oh, I'm going to have several Philly cheesesteaks. I have never yes. had one, I realized. Ever? Except Anywhere? for... I have had Philly cheesesteak hot pockets, but I have a oh, feeling they're not, not the same. <laughs> no, that's just like going to Philadelphia. You've <laughs> practically seen the Liberty Bell. You might as well be named yeah. Benjamin Franklin. Um, yeah, yeah I'll, I used to work at a, uh, we'll say, a, a nameless pizza chain, and um, the Philly cheesesteak that they served there, I wouldn't recommend that be your first one. Yeah, just no, say. that's not. Although there's a place I haven't been, but I've heard really good things about Fat Phillies in Tulsa. Oh, mm. they're going to be in our next issue. They're going to be in our next issue. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yes. Was exciting. <laughs> I keep I keep and looking the at their website and I'm like, know that. I keep looking at their website and I'm like, why have I never eaten a Philly cheesesteak? Let's this go. Looks so good. It's just like a big sloppy mess of mm-hmm. cheese sauce mm-hmm. and. 
beef or whatever yeah, you put on like there. Yeah, like Cheese Whiz and Yeah, that's the cool thing is that Cheese Whiz is what makes it authentic. I know. No, it is. It is. We had, when I was in college, we had, you know, like you have like the student union, like where you get like the food court or whatever. Um, there was like a grill in there and they did a really good Philly cheesesteak. Mm. God so that was like I, My freshman year of college, freshman and sophomore year of college, I think I had like three Philly cheesesteaks a week because those were so good. Wow. I mean, they weren't like the most authentic ever, but they were tasty. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I can't wait to have one. Um, so uh, let's get off of Philadelphia and back to Oklahoma. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so you guys had some nice things to say about what you love about summer. Uh, Mary Saunders said long evenings. I have to go with her on this. I love that. Like last night I was. I appreciate that Oh, too. yes. I was I like doing that stuff same, at 9 p.m. It was nice. same thought. I was like, what if we combined the fall or spring weather with the long summer days? That would be just perfect. It would be amazing yeah. but then i think it would i think then those would be summer i don't, summer and, I don't uh, know if that's science uh, i don't think that, that i don't works. think that science quite quite plays out lydia b gates said cool mornings with coffee on the patio the time when the sun starts to go down and things get quiet that's nice mm-hmm. that's nice i thought you were gonna say fireflies by the way megan because you I, love fireflies well because i flies. always say fireflies yeah. so <laughs> i decided to go with something else i love that i do love them okay. though um leela simcoe said not much it's too hot and dry but then she told lydia that her answer was better so let's hope we all find more things to love about summer this year Mm -hmm. i agree it's actually been a nice one so far okay let's talk to kyle roberts we are so happy to be here at the dead center film festival live uh with kyle roberts Andrew Smith and Sean Thiessen. Uh, Kyle is a director of What Rhymes With Reason. Andrew Smith is a cinematographer. And Sean is a screenwriter. Fellas, welcome. What's up? Thanks for having us. I got to see the film at the premiere on Thursday night. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's such a great, positive, uplifting story that has a really important message. I would love, uh, Sean, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit of the story. You guys all kind of chime in. Tell me the story of how this movie came to be. Like, Obviously, it starts with the words, right? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Well, uh, so uh, Kyle, Kyle's my uncle. Okay. Uh, we've been, we've been making videos <laughs> together. Uncle Kyle. Yeah. Okay. We've been making videos together, you know, over holiday weekends and yeah. stuff since I was a kid. Awesome. And uh, then one day he called me up and he was like, hey, man, I have this idea for a movie, you know, and... and from the beginning, there was kind of that mission, you know, we want to make yeah. a teen movie that's kind of addressing these mental health issues. Totally, yeah. And uh, he's like, I don't know why, but I, I think you should write it. And uh, this is my first movie that's ever well, been produced. Okay. Yeah, and so he was he was taking a big chance on me yeah. when he made that phone call, but I'm so happy that he did. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so Kyle, when you called him, like, what was the idea in your head? Like, how did you see it? Yeah, so I mean, even, like you said, we make little stop motions together and family yeah, movies yeah. and stuff like that, and he, uh, so I kind of taught him everything I know about film and video and all this stuff, and then I realized he was quickly, very, very quickly exceeding me in story. Yeah. <laughs> like, at age 12. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, cool. That's and awesome. he was all, continuing to craft it in, in high school and college and everything else. Uh, and there was, uh, he made a short film, and I was like, oh my gosh, it was a coming-of-age uh, thriller. Yeah. And I was like... This this could work. This this could be, could really really be great. Yeah. Uh, and we have a lot of the same tone and sensibilities. <laughs> Watch my elbow, listeners. <laughs> yep. All right. Tone and sensibilities <laughs> and everything else too. Uh, but this process has been um, about eight years. Wow. In the making. Wow. I imagine there was a COVID slowdown. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. We, we almost shot it a couple years ago. Really? Okay. And some investors backed out because they were scared. The other films sure. are shutting down. Yeah, and yeah. Other stuff and they yeah. didn't want to risk it either. Totally. Uh, and that was a whole other. Mental right. health <laughs> right. breakdown at that yeah. <laughs> that point. Let's talk about yeah. that. By the way, the yeah. mental health aspect of this film 
was amazing to me. I was like, it's like the Goonies with a mental health message. Yeah. Like, it's, how important was that to you? And how did you, because what I loved about that, like, I typically, just my personal thing is, like, I don't tend to like message movies, right? Like, my example is always Pleasantville. Yeah. Like, I always felt like that movie was, like, bashing me over the head, like, here's the point we're trying to make, right? And I was like, I get it, movie. Yeah. You guys didn't do that at all. It was not subtle, but it wasn't intrusive. It was, exa- it felt exactly perfectly balanced. How do you do that? Like, you come with something you want to say, right. but you don't cram it down people's throat. I thought that yeah. was really, that's hard to do. That's a hard needle thread, especially for a first-time screenwriter. Thank you. So how did that work for yeah, you? Yeah, thank you for saying that. That yeah. was our goal from day Good. one. Okay. It was to make something that's family-friendly and yeah. uh, real yeah. and honest. And our, our goal is to kind of earn the right to be heard sure. from our target audience, which I is love 12 that. to 16 I love that. a great way to say that, yeah. And that's, at, at Reckless, that's kind of how we approach everything. Yeah. You know, whether it's like a 30-second spot or a you know, series or a feature. Totally. And that's how I answer questions one to five million yeah. you know that I have to answer and then communicate with everybody and sure. Sean and I crafted this thing for a long time and really talking about the characters and interviewing a lot of people of counselors and teachers that's what and I was parents ask, what and kind teenagers. of research yeah that's fascinating and, and it was hard you know like people even even then you know, especially if they have lost somebody to suicide and taking yeah. their life uh, yeah. but ultimately every single person that we reached out to was was honored and excited themselves to to open up and share it because they knew uh, that we weren't taking this lightly. Sure. They knew that we were serious about yeah. making this film. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit, this process? Yeah. Well, you know, talking about balancing, like, the the message, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think of it more as, like, a, a mission. You know, it's like we had, sure. we had this thing that we, this result, kind of, that we want to come from this movie, that it yeah. sparks conversations. But we knew that when we were making it, the story had to come first. Like, if it was just a message, yeah. we could have just printed a billboard. But it would have <laughs> yeah, been a lot exactly, easier. Yeah. And probably uh, cheaper, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. but we know that, yeah. um, you know, stories are powerful yeah. because people can bring themselves to them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we knew there had to be a good story first, and, yeah. and it had to be a movie first. Yeah. So the mission was always on our minds, but it was like, we, we have to craft a script and, and, uh, that is compelling sure. and has like characters people yeah. really care about and yeah. is fun to watch, yeah. you know, and satisfying. It was interesting to me, too, the way that each individual character almost was a different aspect of or, or mm. expression of different types of mental health yes. struggles and uh-huh. issues. Like, Was that very intentional? Yes, It almost it was. seemed like each one was a power ranger of mental <laughs> no, seriously, like, you know, like, they each had their own individual things that were distinct, but yeah. they all kind of, it all ended up working together. That was a really beautiful way of doing that. Thank um, you, Sam. Sticking on that kind of message yeah. thing for a minute, one of your, at your, uh, at the premiere the other night, one of the actors described the film as faith adjacent, and yeah. I loved that. I loved that. Yeah. Marker. I love that way of saying that because it, again it, it had it definitely had kind of a faith aspect to it right that's not yeah. something you guys shied away from sharing right. the film sure. but again it wasn't like yeah. you must believe these things in order for this message <laughs> to resonate right like absolutely it was still a message so talk a little bit about that about kind of bringing who you are to the screen without making it about that yeah so it's important for us I mean several um, of us are Christians yeah. but also to make a film that isn't you know beating you over the head yeah. One, we were studying a lot of coming of age films a lot of 80s films sure, a lot of yeah. 90s films uh, one film that I think it, it felt like an 80s film for yeah. our time <laughs> yeah. it really did a yeah. lot of Goonies yeah. kind of yeah. theme in our score yeah, totally. but not exactly yeah. but yeah. Uh, nostalgia it was very today though yeah thank yeah, you thank very you. today and that was a fine balance yeah <laughs> Yeah, it has something that you can. That's kind of the watchability with parents and yeah. their kids. Yeah. You know, so you have this '80s theme prom. Yeah. No spoilers, totally. But right. Yeah. And uh, but something they can watch in. They're like, oh yeah. Man, see what that? did filmmakers do before the prom? 
<laughs> it's such a perfect climax. Right, exactly. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. I, um, I, it's like 50, 50 years ago. I'm dating myself, but if you uh, remember the band Cademan's Call. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw them in concert once, and I spoke to uh, Cliff, who was one of their lead singers, yeah. once, and he said to me something that I, stuck with me ever since, and it made me, I thought, I was thinking about this while I was watching the film, is he said, you know, I don't consider myself a Christian songwriter, mm-hmm. but I could write a song about a lamppost, and for me it would be about Jesus, because right. that's who I am. That's who we are. And that's yeah. what I, I kept right. thinking about him saying that during yeah. the movie, because I was like, that's what this feels like to me. Thank you. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's it's been a long road. Uh, as far as Faith Adjacent, yeah. one movie, I, I don't know if people necessarily clarifies this, but I think is a great example of a Faith Adjacent film is Footloose. Yeah, uh, totally. Because Faith is so integrated yeah. in the story, and it's just in the characters. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin Bacon's quoting Ecclesiastes to yeah. get their, get their yeah. problems. Yeah. Uh, but also, it doesn't tell you what to believe. Right. Uh, yeah. By any, in any stretch. Right. Yeah. Well, it tells you to believe that dancing is fun. Right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and so that's kind of yeah. so some heavy notes we took on, too. Of like, yeah. oh, let's just root it in uh, Eli, mainly. Like, yeah. in these characters yeah. and just who they are and yeah. what they're about. Totally. And to not shy away from, you know, we're talking about mental health and anxiety, uh, taboo topics, anxiety yeah. and depression and suicide. Yeah. And faith is yeah. taboo, you know, too. So it's like... Can be, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit because yeah. I want to talk to you about yeah. and yes. all of you guys about... Yes. One of my favorite things about this film, just as a sixth generation Okie lifelong Oklahoma and you guys like really showed off the state like there were some really gorgeous shots in there so talk about some of those locations and how you kind of what you were doing like what you were looking at there yeah so with a film like this yeah. right yeah it's a dealing with heavy subject matter yeah. and um we wanted to kind of contrast that with a yeah. beautiful Oklahoma backdrop. Yeah. So it's a, it was a lot of fun to to go location scouting with our our uh, location scout. Um, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Ray. Uh, it was her first feature doing that. Um, yeah. So and it's my first feature as a cinematographer. Cool. So it was a very wow. uh, huge honor. Again, to great job. I can't believe you guys <laughs> so, are first timers. It's amazing. Yeah. What a great what great work you did. We've of course we've all worked together for a long time. Sure, Kyle yeah. and I we're not related actually, but <laughs> we, <laughs> we might as well be. Yeah, yeah, might as well be at this point, and we've worked together for over a decade now yeah. um, since his first film uh, Post Human Project mm-hmm. so uh, so building on that collaboration for such a long time on, on commercial and other narrative projects yeah. uh, we were real, really able to bring together uh, like you were saying these all these o- beautiful Oklahoma vistas yeah. and uh, and shoot on anamorphic lenses yeah. which is, is kind of rare for our size budget of an uh, indie film Okay, and so that really puts I think a lot of um Character um, in the visuals that you wouldn't otherwise see in a sure. film of this size. Yeah. Um, and the specific lenses you got, it kind of has a retro look to them. So a little right. bit, yeah. Really, I don't know if they'll you know, fully understand all of that, but it, it right. connects in your head to a nostalgia yeah. that kind of has this. You want to talk about the Atlas? Yeah. So, so Atlas O'Brien, uh, there's been a few movies that have been shot in them recently. Uh, okay. Babylon being. Uh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, so, so some Hollywood movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, we're we're trying to um, you know make this indie project look sure. as great as it can, yeah. and uh, and every little piece counts, you know. Yeah. And um, like I said, with such a heavy heavy subject matter, a lot of times you know when you're when you're dealing with depression, when you're, when you're dealing with these other mental illnesses, sometimes the best thing you can do is just get out in nature, yeah, and reconnect totally. with. Um, you know, uh, that's another one of those messages that I felt was so there. strong yeah. in the film, but never was once said out loud. Right. Right. But like all you could think mm-hmm. the whole time was like, 
keep going for walks. Yeah. Like it's going to yeah. do you good, right? right. Yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. The, and the journey, people find meaning along the journey with their yeah. friends and with their family. And yeah. I, I just love that about this film. Like I've seen it a few times now, obviously. <laughs> right. And uh, and the other day at one of our screenings, I was I was telling uh, Savannah. Uh, Savannah's character, um, played by Katie Burgess, mm-hmm. there's a scene with her, um, and I, I don't want to give a spoiler away, but like there's a scene that gets me every time, mm-hmm. and it's still amazing that I think it I know what scene you're talking about. <laughs> it got me. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it yeah. still affects me, and I've seen yeah. it. I was there filming it, and it's yeah. still, uh, and so that's just a testament to our actors yeah. giving their 100%, as well as yeah. just um, all of the pieces. Yeah. Um, everybody puts so much heart in this film yeah. that worked on it. So. I love that. Mm-hmm. Something that what you just said brought this to mind for me. I think we were all raised, obviously. I'm an 80s kid. You're an 80s kid. We were raised on these kind of teen movies, these kid movies, right? And, like, I feel like for our generation, they were very formative. Right. Um, And now with... And we didn't have the struggles that kids have now. Right. Right? So, like, what... How do you guys feel about the role that movies like this, or just films in general, can play for, like, not just forming a person, right, but, like, forming a generation? Right. Right? Like... A whole like I, we are the generation of pretty of John Hughes, right? Right, like right. so, like how looking, you know, and now again, kids have so much more. We didn't have social media, we didn't right. have all these things, right? right? So, like, how do you, how do you kind of take that on, not just from one, a one movie, a one person perspective, but like an entire? You're speaking to a whole culture now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're here at Dead Center, right? And even with a uh, posthuman project, I mean, Dead Center helped me realize, like, I. Uh, have a voice, yeah, uh, and, and it can be heard, yeah, you know, kind of thing. And so, not taking that lightly, uh, and then posthuman traveled all over the world, sure, and seeing you know an eight year old girl come out and kind of give Gwen firepowers, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like this is it was great, you know, really, yeah, really it was cool. a satisfying moment actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and it's like we we don't take that lightly at all, you know. Yeah. Like we know throughout this whole, and that's one reason why it take it took us so long to craft it is you know we'll yeah. be crafting for a while and then called away to do something for Nick or Disney or Hasbro sure, yeah. commercial work or whatever and then we'll come back and then we'll come back actually with fresh eyes too oh, uh, which is which is really helpful yeah. but yeah I mean that is our goal you know yeah. to earn the right to be heard from a generation we'd rather do that than win Oscars or you know whatever sure, yeah. I mean, that would be fine sure but, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's never the goal yeah you know, same you know, with John Hughes I love that phrase again right. that earn the right to be heard how do you what for you what is involved in doing that what, yeah. how does one how does how does a person or a project how do you do that yeah like, what so are the you our team hit? has heard me say this probably millions of times throughout everything because that's it, like, literally how I answer every question yeah and it's like if we're not earning the right to be heard then what are we doing sure you know, so yeah. it's, it's through everything it's through the lens choices it's through our, our colorists it's yeah. through these locations it's yeah. through obviously the story through every element yeah. of it in these six ensemble pieces uh, who are all vastly different characters yeah. uh, and that tension between them and yeah. that is real and honest uh, and at the same time not cheesy <laughs> uh, and so all, yeah. all of that together is, yeah. is if what we're in editing and pacing it's all yeah. of it yeah. so when you see it together is that earning the right to be heard so it can encourage yeah. conversations I like that you're you're not being manipulative right you're letting the story speak it's like you said you're letting the story speak right you're not shoving anything like because yes. a lot of these message projects it's like quality no message right right like yeah and I then you like, see it and you're like okay clearly the message wasn't even important right. for you to edit this well exactly right like and it's <laughs> yeah. hard to, it's like you said it's hard to trust it I feel yeah. like a lot of faith films can tend to uh, for, focus on message first yeah and literally 
just cram yeah. that down. Yeah, to and it's where not they just forget. like all kinds right. of films. Right, do this. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I love that. You guys didn't get the, the mystery science theater effect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. So, um, talk to me about what's next. Like, what comes What comes now? You premiere the film, you're, it's everyone I've talked to that's seen it is like, oh, good, I'm glad you saw it. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, it's been, I've, it's been extremely well received from everyone I've talked to at the festival. So, Excellent. I think, I think you guys have really done something here, but what's next? What's coming? Well, uh, we have it out to a lot of distribution companies right now. Okay. We've seen a lot of interest, and yeah. at the moment, our team and producers are carefully trying to discern through that and try to figure out who we want to partner with yeah. the best and yeah. who's going to truly seize it as something that they that's want awesome. to. Because you've heard a lot of horror stories where they, they oh, might yeah. sell it to a big company. It's like, yeah. that's great, and then shelve it or flip it and sell it, and then yeah. it's over. Or shove it into some kind of genre thing where no one's going to see it. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. okay. Cool. So that's where we're at right now, and it is exciting, and I know... It's talking about our faith, God has a plan for this film, and I just can't wait to see where it That's goes. That's awesome. Yeah, talk to me about the title. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the title's so interesting, and it never, like, you spend every t- every movie title, and I'm not kidding, every movie title. I'm a little bit like Peter Griffin in this. Movie. Like, every movie title, I'm watching the movie, kind of waiting for them to say it. Right. <laughs> yeah. They said it. Um, so tell me about the title, because it never comes up in the film. Yeah. yeah um, it does. So it, 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 well, okay, it's never said exactly. word for okay, word. Yeah. Yeah. No, not yeah. quite word for word. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it does come up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, without without kind of, like, giving away that part. Right, yeah. Um, I know, me, it's, a tricky, it's a tricky question, I know. <laughs> it's a little tricky, but I remember uh, whenever, like, those words mm-hmm. came to my head in that order. Yeah. It it struck me. It just like felt really intriguing. Yeah. And I was like, that hmm. That could be interesting. And it does kind of make you wonder like yeah. uh, what yeah, what does this mean? But yeah. to me it's what rhymes with reason is life. It's the events of life. Yeah. They they are in rhyme with a reason mm. that is beyond us yeah. that we can't always see and we yeah. can't always comprehend and maybe not even in our lifetime yeah. we'll, we'll comprehend but it's like trusting that there is something beneath the events of our lives yeah. that uh, that that really matters and like gives them I love deeper that. purpose I love and that. as a coming of age story and a story of identity and purpose yeah. like that is so important yeah yeah, I feel like there was another. I, I I saw another little bit of resonance in it too. And if I'm wrong, just tell me, and we'll leave it on the podcast, and they can hear me be wrong. Uh, I thought of rhymes too in a different way because okay. you know you think about reason, you think about things like science. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and there is a science of mental health, and there's nothing right. in this movie that says that doesn't matter. In fact, quite the opposite. Right. right. Like we should listen to these things, and right. and they're not the whole story. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you do need to go on a walk with your friends. Like mm-hmm. you do need to take a breath and get it together, and like. There's a little bit of that, like, re, like that part is important, and it, it, we see those things as, as being against each other right. so often, right? And I always think mm. of them as two different vocabularies for the same thing, mm. right? Like, faith tells us one thing about reality, science tells us another. Right. And those things, and I, th- I felt like in this film that was very important, because there was a very, like, mental illness is real, and we know things about it. Right. And faith can be an important doorway you can walk through right. on your journey through right. that, right? It also help this navigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was a really beautiful way. So that that was the significance I took from it. I, I, no, awesome. I love that. Yeah. Well, and, and part of Different reason, way of using the word rhymes. Yeah, so. totally. And, and that's yeah. part of the reason I like the title is yeah. because it isn't obvious and you can kind of like 
interpret it yeah in whatever way it makes sense it's to not you. called yeah. Jesse's Mountain or something right, right. right. yeah okay because yeah, so I have I, seen that I story before that. where it's right. like throw away the pills pray right. and it's right. like oh right take the pills and pray like do both <laughs> right. Right. yeah right. so right. I thought this was a really I thought I, I loved that I thought that was really great you guys have created a beautiful film thanks I cannot wait to find out where all the people listening to this can access it, so be sure and tell me as soon as you know. Absolutely. Um, and you guys, the film is called What Rhymes With Reason. Set up a Google News alert. Like, really. Just wait. <laughs> seriously, wait for this movie to come to you because it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of filmmaking. Very important message. Um, and just a great story. It was great fun to watch. You know, at the end of it, you're like, what a ride. <laughs> like, yeah, it was very... It was, if you love the Goonies, you're going to love this film. That's all I'll say. Wow. Uh, yeah. High praise. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. The only thing you're missing is a Cindy Lauper tune. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. Instead of Cindy Lauper, we have Better Together. But That's true. Tree Giants. It's a great, it is a great town. And it's oh, yeah. that Pete Townsend song. That's right. Mm-hmm. Boy, she showed up for that. That My was an amazing, amazing song. Yeah, so it's got everything. Everything, y'all. You need to watch it. What rhymes with reason? Thank y'all for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a funny story about that interview. Uh, I don't know why. I've been a journal. I've been working in this field since 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. And I don't get. Do you guys still get nervous for interviews? Because I, I don't. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. So, well, sometimes it depends on. Uh, it kind of depends on how well I'm prepared for it. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Well, I felt really good about this one. Like I'd seen the film. I'd done. I'd done my research. Yeah. I, wa- I walked into the dead center press room, which is over there where. Uh, uh, Oh, the barbecue place next to Harkins. It's next to Marble Slap. Uh, and that, uh, was it that, Earl's? Yeah, it used to be it Earl's. Earl's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in there. And uh, lovely Crystal Yosef, who we all know and love, uh, their PR person set up, set this interview up and gave us a space and all this stuff. And, I go in there. and it, it was a hot day. And I was a little, I wasn't late, but I was like just on time and kind of walking past. And so I got in there and like we get started in the interview. And the second I hit the recorder for that, I started flop sweating like I was running a marathon. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I didn't feel nervous going into the interview. I felt completely ready and prepared. Um, But then I just... I don't, I, I don't know if it was, like, coming from the heat into the air conditioning. I don't know what was going on with me, but I started sweating. That whole interview that you just heard, listeners, like, I was, like, wiping, like, buckets of sweat off my face the whole time. It was wow. so – and then – but then, like, because that happened, I got nervous and it made it worse. Yeah. And uh-huh. so the whole interview is just getting worse and worse <laughs> and worse. And I hope that I held it together well enough to make that interesting. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I know, right? Because uh, they haven't heard it yet. Uh, right. So – Maybe at you the, weren't nervous. It, it was, it was just so focused. It was so bad that at the end of it, Sean, the screenwriter, looks at me and goes, are you okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on Was there me. AC like, in there? Yeah. Okay. I think it was maybe the, like, walking fast and coming from the heat into the cold. I think yeah, my body was that, like, what's that going can on? do it. Yeah, so I don't know. But, I like, but like the fact that it was happening made me nervous. Yeah, no. Like, oh, yeah. no. I am well familiar with Because I could see them seeing it. Uh-huh. And they were champs. Like, we just kept going with the interview. Like, you know, just keep going, right, is kind of the answer. But, like... It was anyway. That's a little behind the scenes uh, mm-hmm. look at what a dork I am. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're all different uh, kinds of dorks. Exactly, it's true. true. All right, well, let's get to it. It is now time. To, oh, by the way, I want—I do want to say one thing for serious. That movie was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's 
definitely a faith adjacent film, which we talked about in the in the, in the interview. Um, and I know some people are you know believe what you believe, be free. But um, I really would recommend it for especially anyone with kids. Like I've got a one of my best friends has a ten year old daughter, and I was like she like. It's a really good way. I feel like it's a really good opening to talk to kids about mental illness and mental mm-hmm. health um, in a way that's, like, completely enjoyable because it really is very, like, inspired by the Goonies. It's like the Oklahoma Goonies. Oh, okay. It's a wonderful, cool. like, you see, like, you see, like, the castle at Turner Falls and the Wichita Mountains and all these great, like, beautiful locations. And, um, but it, like, and so it's, there's a lot to enjoy there. Um, and I will say the faith stuff is very accessible. It's not heavy-handed. Um mm-hmm. And I like that. You know, I think those messages are great. I just think it turns people off to be too battered. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm familiar with the Goonies <laughs> and mental illness. Yeah. So. Exactly. Uh. Anyway, I just it was a, I, I actually really liked the movie. I thought it was fantastic. So anyway, so now it is time to one. Now it is time. So once again, Greg's better at this than me. Once again, plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendar for our weekly pod vents. First up, Megan. What do you got for us, Megan? Where are we going? Well, perhaps no threat in the English language is as menacingly sweet as the one said by Doc Holliday in the 1993 classic Tombstone, I'm your Huckleberry. And from June 29th to July 1st, we will all be the Huckleberry in spirit when the town of Jay celebrates its annual citywide Huckleberry Festival. You can find all the treats your stomach can handle, pancakes, ice cream, cobbler, snow cones, milkshakes, Huckleberry lemonade, pies, and more. And when you're finally sick of Huckleberries, mosey over to the barbecue and watermelon or try the root beer chugging contest, the hot dog eating contest, or the donut and waffle eating contest. You can... (laughs) Wow. You can... You know, try your stomach. Or go for the, I'm gonna go for the triple all. crown. Yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so by the weekend, you will have the physique of a huckleberry. <laughs> Or you might just explode if you participate in all of those. Uh, But there are a few things that you can do that don't involve stuffing your pie holes, such as car shows, a 5K, a turtle derby, bass fishing, of course, uh, horseshoe pitching, a water balloon relay, arts and crafts, a quilt show, or you can just buy stuff from the street vendors. And, of course, don't miss the crowning of the Little Miss and Mr. Huckleberry or Miss Teen Huckleberry. For more information, (laughs) call 918 253 8698 or look for the J Chamber of Commerce on Facebook. Have you guys ever had a huckleberry? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I have. No. They're basically blueberries. They're like wild okay. blueberries. They're just really hard to cultivate. So, mm-hmm. you know. Are they similar to like boysenberry? Or, I, uh, uh, Carly went to this festival like 10 years ago and had a great time. Yeah, no. I yeah. think it would be fun. I love Yeah, I and love she said berries. they're basically just blueberries but smaller. Oh, okay. Is how she described them. I've never had a huckleberry. Yeah. Um, I've had tons of blueberries, but I've never had a huckleberry. So, um, I would like to go to that festival and sample one because apparently there's huckleberry milkshakes and like oh, yeah, all yeah. kinds stuff like it sounds like a really fun event i think i've had huckleberry jelly have you okay yeah i would like to try that that'd be really good my dad used to make muscadine jelly which are like wild grapes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so cool all right well ben what do you got well, before I get to that, that's another great thing about Oklahoma <laughs> Summers is uh, all those, um, like, small-town uh, food festivals. Love them. Yeah, um, I know. Love yeah, them. Yeah, like um, the Blackberry Festival. We need to do this again. We did a story a while back. I think it was 2014. I think we did the trips in tw- – no, we published it in 2015, did the trips in 2014. We all went to one or two of these festivals throughout oh, the year. Oh, I didn't. Um, I had a blast. I went to the Watonga Cheese – it was the Watonga mm. Cheese and Wine Festival that year, but now it's just the Watonga Cheese Festival. Um, and they I still have wine time. there, though. They do have wine. 
you can get mm-hmm. wine. I it's had a BYO great time. wine. Yeah, and then I went to the competing peach festivals in Porter and Stratford. Well, uh-huh. I tried to go in the same day, and you can't really do both in the same day. But uh, as I, I recall, one of them was closed by the time you got there. Yeah, or, no, our no, photographer. Well, I went to Porter. <clears throat> it was uh-huh. both of us. I went to Porter, um, and then like. I was, I was with my mom and I went to Porter and then was, so we did that in the morning and then we drove we were going through I have family history in Stratford um, and so we drove through Prague and picked up my grandma and went to Stratford and like right as we got there the thing was ending mm. I was like oh it was such a bummer but it's fine um, I'd been to that peach festival so many times it was not a big deal but I was sad because <laughs> my grandma and she wanted to go yes. she wanted some peaches and they were like I guess we're going home yeah. <laughs> I guess you were going to home yeah. sorry <laughs> sorry Pearl I miss you Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway, okay, what's your event? Um, well, when Francis Scott Key first pinned the lines uh, about the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air for the Star Spangled Banner, it had to be out of a proficient understanding that Americans best express their love of country through making booms of various types and sizes. Perhaps no one in the state recognizes this more than the people of Johnston County in southeast Oklahoma. The folks behind Tishomingo's annual Johnston County Red, White, and Boom celebration <laughs> love the pyrotechnics so much that the big fireworks display is actually the first thing they do to kick off the celebration. Wow. That's right. You can take in uh, what, for most people, should be the first Independence Day fireworks of the season this Friday evening, so still technically June, uh, June 3rd. 30th over the Tishomingo High School football field. Bring your dancing shoes along because immediately after the show in the sky, the show on the road begins with an old-fashioned public street dance on Main Street. Rest up after the Dosey Dillon because the party continues that next morning. Uh, a parade over Main Street leads to activities at Pennington Creek Park. Entertainment options include water slides, live music, vendor booths, food trucks, and the crowning of, naturally, Little Miss and Mr. Firecracker in a classic <laughs> pageant contest that's sure to be, well, a blast. For more information, call 580-371-2175 or visit chickasawcountry.com slash events for more information. Nice. Tishomingo's cool. I, li- I like Tishomingo. Mm-hmm. I like that both these contests, there's a Little Miss and Mr. Yes. I'm now Firecracker, I feel... and then there's Little Miss and Mr. Huckleberry. Oh. Little Miss, uh, there was a, there's a funny story about Little Miss Firecracker that's not related to the Tishomingo one, but um, uh, Vicki Lawrence, you guys know from the Carol Burnett show? Mama's Family? I know the Carol Burnett show. Okay, I don't... so Vicki Lawrence was, yeah. Carol Burnett was on the Carol Burnett show, yes. obviously, and Vicki Lawrence was the other female actor on the Carol Burnett okay. show. And the reason she got that job is because she looked just like Carol Burnett. Like, they looked like they could be sisters. Mm. And the reason that Carol Burnett found that out is because Vicki Lawrence was named as a teenager Little Miss Firecracker in her hometown in California and there was like a newspaper story about it somehow Carol Burnett saw it and called Vicki Lawrence's house and was like come be on my show mm-hmm. and that's how Vicky, like she was like 17 or something like isn't that crazy yes I like, thought it was, I always thought it would be an interesting story to go inside these uh, festival pageants and see uh, you know just kind of what's in the kids minds as they yeah. go through that I don't know I feel like I've watched enough of those shows on TLC that that's I'm, true it's 
a little... Those things exist. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, so I'm going to try to be Greg here for a minute before I get to... My event doesn't have a Little Mr. or Little Miss, and I'm really oh, no. feeling left out. So I'm going to read Greg's event because he went to all the trouble to write it. <laughs> yeah, he went to all the trouble to write it, so I thought I'd read it. Uh, when exactly did it happen that food trucks became an essential part of the Oklahoma festival scene? I don't remember a lot of food trucks going to Crazy Days sales or Fourth of July parades growing up, but now they're everywhere. If you're having an event that ends in fest, people expect to see food trucks. That's true. Perhaps it goes back to 1936 with the introduction of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, which drove across the country selling hot dogs grilled on the open side of the vehicle, the first food truck. Uh, well, probably chuck wagons. Mm. Well, we cannot promise you any Frankfurter-shaped motorized conveyances at the Marina Del Rey Resort in Afton, right on Grand Lake. <laughs> there will be a food truck roundup with a variety of foods to be enjoyed right by the water. And if you think your kids are going to see a truck selling churros and not demand a taste, think again. That's true. And if you want, it's a marina, so you can come by boat. That's cool. An option yeah. so revolutionary that the men aboard the Bounty might have delayed their mutiny to enjoy this festival. The event is July 1st through 4th, and entry is free, though eating from the food trucks is not. Visit MarinaDelRayResort.com for more info. I'm surprised that Marina Del Rey in California didn't get that website, but I'm glad Marina Del Rey Resort did. Yeah, no, that's I, no. that's really huh. odd. Okay. That's the exciting thing it's, about the internet. It's, it's the a, Wild West. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's mine. We got a really nice call from a reader recently. Uh, this is really cool. Uh, about the magazine. She was an English teacher from Norman and she had a lot of nice things to say about what we do. The best compliment she gave us though was to praise our grammar. We are pretty serious about our language. Uh, we at talk this magazine. Good. We we talk we talk real good and we write even gooder. Mm -hmm. uh, after all, as a famous meme notes, there's only one simple comma that separates let's eat grandma from let's eat grandma. The same goes for this week's event because I believe there is a reading to some very famous lyrics that we all know that could be not a jolly music about fighting Nazis in the Alps, but a horror film about a musical witch who brings mountains to life. To wit, the hills are alive with the sound of music can easily become the hills are alive with the sound of music. See, so it's just about, you know, Tone. I saw Megan like pull her headphones away when I did. That's funny. Um, it's a beautiful tune known the world over, but just a slight change in inflection and the whole meaning changes. So luckily, the amazing folks at Lyric Theater in Oklahoma City are going with the former, more well-known version when they present The Sound of Music, July, June 26th through July 2nd. This beloved Rodgers and Hammerstein musical is a collaboration with Canterbury Voices and features a 75-person cast singing songs from the Oscar, Tony, and Grammy-winning score like Edelweiss, Climb Every Mountain, and Black Hole Sun. Oh, wait, no, scratch that last one. <laughs> Anyways, for tickets, call 405-594-8300 or visit lyrictheaterokc.com. And the sound of people eating gyros with their legs dangling off the dock means <laughs> this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. But if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to oktpod at travelok.com, and we'll see you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Oklahoma Today Magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts today have been me, Nathan Gunner, photography editor Megan Rossman, and research editor Ben Lucian, with all the love in the world to Carly and Greg, who are not here. Mm -hmm. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Well, maybe good. I should save mine for the next one. <clears throat> I think Ben should try it. I think, I think Ben gets to try the next episode. Yeah, so, okay. All right, sounds good.